Hi, I'm Devin Moore, your host for Humanity Rising's Race to Speak Up podcast and founder of Hashtag Race to Speak Up, an anti-bullying organization. The Race to Speak Up podcast is a place where we have open and engaging conversations about bullying prevention, how to be upstanders, and how we are making a positive change in our communities. So the question now is, how do you race to speak up? Hello, and welcome to the Race to Speak Up podcast. I'm your host, Devin Moore. Joining me today is Kevin Morrison. Cook County Commissioner Kevin B. Morrison represents the 15th district on the Cook County Board of Commissioners. His district is made up of the Northwest suburbs of Chicago. His core issues include improving access to mental health services and providing development opportunities and support for small businesses. Kevin also is a member of the Victory Fund Board of Directors. As the first openly LGBTQ Cook County Commissioner, Kevin speaks up for the most disproportionately impacted and marginalized communities. Welcome, Kevin. How are you today? I'm doing well, Devin. Thank you so much for having me here today. Thank you for being here. Now, tell us about your role as the Chicago Cook County Commissioner. Yeah, and so uh, I was elected in 2018. My district uh, includes the Northwest suburbs and 17 municipalities uh, in suburban Cook County. Uh, The Cook County Board of Commissioners is the governing board and legislative body of the county. It comprises 17 commissioners who each serve a four-year term, and we are elected from single-member districts, uh, each district representing around approximately 300,000 residents. Uh, The Board of Commissioners is responsible for the management of Cook County Affairs, and we oversee the county's annual budget. And uh, since taking office in 2018, uh, my top priorities have been improving access to critical healthcare services, such as mental health services, supporting small business development, and pushing for a more fair and transparent home assessment process here in the county. Um, What led you to being commissioner? Oh my gosh, what led me to being commissioner? Uh, So many things. I I, I would say one of the more impactful was, uh, you know, seeing the sexism I my experienced uh, as a youth. My mom's a small business owner. She owns an Italian restaurant. Um, And seeing customers uh, just kind of look over her and not... uh, and blatantly show that they would never have imagined a strong independent woman owning a small business uh, was definitely very impactful on my life. Um, So I knew that no matter what my career route was, I wanted to make sure that I was helping deal with the inequities that currently existed and helping better my community. Um, So I got really involved. In college, I was uh, volunteering uh, with a lot of environmental groups here in the state of Illinois. I started Uh, interning for a couple of our aldermen, which is the city council for Chicago. And then I got involved with uh, candidate campaigns and helping elect, uh, you know, more progressive voices to office. And I really enjoyed going door to door and helping talk about the critical issues that were affecting and impacting that community. And um, after, you know, two years working on the Hillary Clinton campaign, I came back home, I was working for my congressman and you know, I realized we needed a change uh, uh, with my current, well, my predecessor who uh, held the seat before me and we needed someone who was really gonna take 
constituent uh, services to the next level and listen to the residents in the Northwest suburbs and make sure we were seeing policies that uh, would benefit them and help uh, move the county in a better direction. Well, awesome. I see, I see you're doing a lot of great things. And now I wanna ask you, have you ever experienced bullying? And if so, would you be willing to share your story with us? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, um, I, I, I unfortunately was the recipient of bullying, uh, you know, predominantly between fourth uh, grade and my sophomore year of high school. Um, you know, it was a very difficult time for me uh, personally, and it definitely impacted uh, my own mental health. Um, you know, I was bullied almost on a daily basis, and it included everything from uh, how I looked, uh, my weight, uh, and, you know, at the time I was in the closet, but I was the recipient of many a homophobic slur, and, um, you know, it definitely was challenging, and I was lucky that, you know, I had access to mental health resources that helped me keep strong during that period of time. Well, I'm glad you had access to that too, because I know when it comes to a lot of the youth, they don't have that or they don't know that they do. Um, so what else did you do to get through it? Yeah, so, um, you know, first I do want to give credit to uh, my fourth grade teacher. Uh, when I started getting bullied, she she witnessed uh, that experience and, and referred me to the school counselor, which, um, you know, was the first time I ever sat down and talked to someone about my experience. Um, you know, later on in high school, I, I had a therapist, uh, but I would say one of the chief things that helped me get through, and I, I was really fortunate, that, you know, I, I had career goals at 10 years old, which is probably a really odd thing to have for any youth, uh, but, you know, I, I recognized that, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to work and help better the communities around me, help deal with uh, inequities, discrimination, uh, inadequate, uh, you know, access to resources that that impacted uh, many of our communities. And so I knew that I needed to buckle down and do good in school. And so even though it was challenging to go into school, uh, receive, you know, just kind of knowing ahead of time, I was likely going to be bullied that day. Um, I, I still went every single day because I knew uh, I needed to do good in school if I wanted to achieve those career goals. And so, um, you know, I put my head down and I dug my head into the books and I just try to keep going. Wow, that's really good. And I can definitely relate to that. I mean, once I went through my horrible and racist bullet or cyberbullying experiences, I knew that I had to speak up. And that's where, well, actually, that's where the name Race to Speak Up came from. And that's where me talking to my parents and having someone who actually stood up for me, like how you said with your teacher they stood up or they rose up and helped you. Have you ever witnessed anyone else getting bullied? And if so, were you able to stand up for others? Um, you know, I, I do not like seeing people treated uh, poorly in general. Um, I actually had an incident occur this weekend where I you know, witnessed a, a boyfriend demeaning his girlfriend in public. And, and I kind of, you know, made a comment to try to alleviate the situation. But no, I, I definitely witnessed, you know, other individuals being mistreated. And, you know, for me, you know, I, I know personally, uh, what it feels like to be put in that situation to be humiliated, embarrassed, uh, 
you know, feel demeaned. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think it's important. Of course, you know, I want to put out there, you never want to place yourself in a situation where you might be placed at risk yourself. So there might be times where you need to get assistance from someone else who might be more helpful in alleviating that situation. But, you know, sometimes, you know, just saying, hey, that's not cool or, you know, you know, making a comment support supportive of, you know, say they're being uh, criticized for, you know, a certain difference, you know, making a comment in support of them uh, could, could have an impact and could stop the bullying as it's progressing. Seeing others like intervene, which is upstanders, they're helping. That really does 90%, like 90% of the time, it is and there being no more bullying or no more of that situation, at least at that moment. Do you think that by others seeing that like upstander, like, examples of that being an upstander, do you think that aids in helping others become upstanders and others helping those who are going through bullying? Oh, 100%. And, you know, I'll say like, you know, when someone needs assistance and you step in to help them, um, you know, people see that and, and they, they notice it. And hopefully, you know, th that will make that more common where instead of individuals, you know, talking down on others or bullying them, we see people helping each other out, right? You know, we all have problems that we face day in and day out. And, you know, there's nothing that feels better uh, than helping others. And that's something that uh, I really enjoy doing. You know, I love meeting new people. I love hearing different perspectives and, you know, stepping up to volunteer, um, to help others in need is one of the most satisfying things you can do. Uh, and so I, I would always compel individuals, you know, try to help those around you. It, it not only makes you feel good, but hopefully it will, you know, spread that and other individuals will hopefully step up and, and help those around them as well. Does your office have resources in place that address bullying? Um, so at the count, well, I, I'll say, you know, one of the things that I did when I got elected to office uh, was create a uh, commission on addressing equity, bias, and cultural competency at the county. Um, and the report that we received from that uh, had a bulk of recommendations for how we can move the county in a better direction. So I was really trying to ensure that when it comes to um, people employed at the county, we are able to be respectful of our coworkers but also the residents that come to us for services. And so, um, you know, I, I've been working really hard on making Cook County a more equitable place. And when it comes to uh, resources that address bullying, uh, my office partners directly with a lot of organizations uh, throughout the county, but more specifically in the 15th district. Like for example, uh, we do a lot of work with the Kenneth Young Center, which is a fantastic uh, mental health uh, 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 um, uh, nonprofit in my district. Uh, they actually opened the first uh, LGBTQ center in the Northwest suburbs of Cook County. Uh, and I was really happy to be there for their opening. And they do a lot of work um, helping assist individuals with bullying. So, you know, we always are sharing, uh, you know, the group meetings that they do, their services and partnering with all the other organizations here in the Northwest suburbs that, you know, either help kids who are experiencing bullying, but also, you know, putting out 
programs that are available for individuals who are dealing with, say, substance abuse or, you know, are unstably housed, no matter what issue uh, that they're struggling with, we try to get that information out to the public. Oh, that's really good. And I like how you're getting out these, like, you're, you're helping like multiple different causes. And I, well, I actually appreciate that. There's so many different things that I've seen when it comes to bullying. And a lot of the times it really does just lead down um, a bad or I'll say negative road to the fact that I turned this negative into a positive by starting my organization or my anti-bullying organization um, race to speak up and just helping others and having people like you, having those who are part of the Humanity Rising movement and a part of the Race to Speak Up movement, helping others to let them know that we're here for them and we only want to help you. We only want to support you. And so I'm just really happy to hear what you're doing. What's your experience been like as an openly gay commissioner? Yeah, uh, so, oh my gosh. I, I tell you, when, when I announced that I was running for office, I was actually unaware that we had never had a openly LGBT Cook County commissioner elected to any of the 17 districts. Uh, so I, I wasn't attempting to make history. I just knew that we needed a better commissioner in my district. Uh, but uh, uh, when I was elected, I became the first openly LGBT individual. Um, during that race, uh, on National Coming Out Day, a homophobic uh, attack ad uh, landed in mailboxes across the district, um, which <laughs> was not you know, easy for me to see, but I was so, so incredibly fortunate for members of our community and allies who really stepped up after that incident um, to help give me support to get me through the finish line and get elected in the first place. Um, I, I will say that upon my election, I thought maybe I would experience some homophobia. Um, I, I, instead, I, I probably actually experienced more ageism. Uh, I'm the first openly LGBT, but I'm also I'm the youngest Cook County commissioner ever elected. Uh, I was elected at 28 years old. Um, and so I, I, I was incredibly fortunate that when it came to me being openly LGBTQ, my counterparts on the board and people who work at Cook County uh, treated me res with respect. And there really weren't any uncomfortable situations I had to deal with, uh, with uh, people that were currently working at the county. So luckily it's been a, a beautiful experience. And um, I've worked hard, like I said, with the equity commission um, you know, one of the recommendations was hiring a countywide equity director, which we satisfied last summer. Um, but also I've worked on getting transphobic language taken out of the Cook County Code. Uh, this past, uh, this year, I actually uh, got passed the Gender Inclusive Forms uh, and Documents Ordinance, uh, which passed unanimously. So I got our two Republican members so far uh, uh, to support every LGBTQ initiative that I brought forward on the board and it passed them unanimously, which uh, was a feat, but also felt really good to do. That's really cool. I mean, it's 2021 now. We really do need these changes, especially with people who are a part of this genderqueer community, a part of the trans community, part of like, well, LGBT community. I mean, I think that we definitely do need these changes and speaking from just experience in general, having that support when it comes to sexuality and gender, it really aids in you just feeling comfortable and happy within yourself. 
even then, I mean, some could even say that that's just, it's validating. And I truly am happy. Um, I'm going to keep saying this, but I'm truly am just happy with what you're doing. Um, would you like to share your coming out experience? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I first want to preface, you know, every person uh, uh, and individual in the LGBTQ community, we all have a different coming out experience. So it's going to be unique uh, to everyone. But, you know, with me, I was lucky, you know, starting my freshman year of high school to have some close friends who also uh, identified as part of the LGBTQ community. So there was a close, you know, network of friends who also were similarly situated that I was able to confide in uh, during those, uh, uh, during my high school years. Um, however, um, it really wasn't until college that I became more self-confident in, in living an open and out and living my authentic self. And so I, I was fortunate to go to DePaul University my freshman year of college. Um, though it's a, one of the largest Catholic universities in the nation, it is a university that prides itself on diversity and being accepting of all communities. And there was a really robust LGBTQ uh, or organization on campus. And you couldn't even walk into the student center without seeing pro-LGBT uh, signs, flags and the like. And um, my freshman year of college and, and you know, seeing people being able to live their open authentic selves really helped give me um, what I needed to finally come out to my family and to, you know, live more openly. Well, that's amazing. I'm happy to hear it all. It's great to have that experience at school and that just life experiences with others supporting you, even in places where you may not expect it. What would you say to other youth who are struggling with this issue of coming out, especially when they're in hard home environments who may not accept them? Yeah, so what I, what I would say is, you know, you know, and, and I, like, I actually know a few people who, you know, are open with all their friends and, you know, maybe even their siblings, but have yet to come out with their parents and, you know, struggle, you know, reconciling, their parents' religious beliefs, uh, which I know that, you know, depending on what religion you were brought up in, if you were brought up with a religion, you know, certain religions are a little bit more conservative than others. Uh, but what I would say is, you know, living your true authentic self is one of the most fulfilling and satisfying things you can do. Um, keeping yourself in a box or in the closet is, uh, is very difficult and it, it, it definitely will have a mental impact on you. And I know it did on me when I was living in the closet. And um, I, I would just say, listen to your heart. You're gonna know what is right for you and when that right time might be. Uh, but you know, if you are really fearful of how some of your loved ones might respond, I, I you know, I hope that you will, you know, find someone to talk to, find a close friend who is accepting. Uh, you know, if you are hopefully able to access uh, mental health resources, uh, speaking with a, a therapist or a counselor, um, you know, a, a trusting uh, uh, professor or educator, um, you know, being able to meet people who are living openly LGBTQ lives, they're likely going to be able to give you the best advice and, and talk to you 
through that that unique situation. Like I said, we all have our own uh, coming out stories. We all uh, deal with things a little bit differently, but you know, finding people who could be empathetic and compassionate and give you good advice is is always a, a good place to start. Great message to spread. What can parents in schools do to better support the youth? Yeah, I, I would say advocating uh, uh, to Congress uh, to push for high quality education for all youth. Uh, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm very passionate about is seeing greater equity in the education system so that no matter what zip code you come from, uh, you will have access to high quality education. So. I really think on a national level, we need to see some changes there. But uh, I think that what is critical for, you know, parents and, and adults in our communities to do is to make sure that uh, there is equity initiatives uh, um, at, the, at their schools, that they are talking uh, to students about equity and about being respectful of others. Um, you know, we all come in uh, different you know, shapes, sizes, colors, different religions, different backgrounds. Some of us might be immigrants. You know, being able to have conversations about why it's important to be respectful of others is is crucial. Uh, having, uh, you know, groups on school that um, will hopefully work to end bullying in schools once and for all, I, I, I think is really important as well. Um, you know, we had character counts when I went to school, but I feel like Though we were being taught that uh, as youth, I, I don't necessarily feel like all my teachers really lived up to those values. And so making sure that educators also, when they are witnessing bullying in the hallways, know that they have to stand up and step up and get involved with that situation, de-escalate and end the bullying. Um, you know, I unfortunately had, you know, teachers who witnessed me get bullied, who who never stepped up, who never did anything, who didn't try to stop that situation, who, you know, didn't uh, tell uh, the kid who was calling me a homophobic slur in the hallway um, that that wasn't okay. And, uh, you know, changes like that, we really need to see. And I really hope that uh, most of our schools here in the nation are, are, are doing a better job when it uh, comes to confronting bullying. I completely agree. I know that when it comes to teachers, I feel that there's really a need for them to continue. Like I would say each year, and this is actually going along with um, the anti-bullying law that I was telling you, oh, I was telling you about this before the um, podcast, but with the anti-bullying law, like I want school superintendents to like have these bullying situations reported to and it be put on the um, school website. Um, of course, you know, personal information won't be revealed, but when it comes to the teachers, they need to like keep getting um, education on what bullying is and the new forms that it comes in. And when you see it, stop it. And when you see it, can you identify it as bullying? You need to first identify and then correctly handle the situation so that, you know, the youth shouldn't have to be going through this. And when you see it, you need to do something about it. And I know that there's a lot of like, um, People, a lot of people I hear tend to say, like, when you see something, say something. That's very true. You need to speak up and encouraging others to do that. You need to be there for them. Support goes a long way. It's interesting how um, 
you brought up, or I really just like the fact that you brought up how we all look different. Like we all comes in, come in different shapes and sizes, different sexualities, different genders. We're from these different backgrounds, but yet we're all unified. And the meaning of race to speak up, or one of the meanings is that we are all a part of one race, which is the human race. I mean, that's what my main message has been for as soon as I started the race to speak of organization, as soon as I started my message, we need to all identify, I mean, we all need to understand, excuse me, we all need to understand the fact that we are a part of this one human race. We just happen to look different, but that shouldn't divide us. What message do you have for students themselves when it comes to bullying? Yeah, and so what I would say is, you know, often when it comes to bully, um, you know, there's a good chance that that individual is reacting and treating others in a negative manner because they're dealing with some personal demon that they have. Uh, something has traumatized or impacted them. And now they are using, unfortunately, um, that pain to cause pain on others. And so what I would, the message I really want to put out there, if you are experiencing bullying in school is, you know, maybe it might give you some solace to know that it, it, it's likely not you uh, that is causing the bullying. It's something uh, out of your control and something impacting that individual. Um, another message I want to give out there is nothing feels better than being nice and, and treating others with kindness. And so uh, I, I think that goes a long way. And if you are respectful to others, people are going to treat you with respect. And that is a incredible lesson to have not only when you're in high school or in, uh, you know, going through your create through 12 education, but also as you move into your career into adulthood, um, you know, respect is key. Um, you know, keeping trust is incredibly important. And so, um, you know, often when, when you're re the recipient of bullying, it has a negative impact on you. And, you know, we all have our own individual traumas. Uh, there is no weakness in getting mental health help. Um, I often say, uh, you, it, we need to step up and end the stigma on mental health. Um, getting mental health assistance is a strength and not a weakness. Uh, I know I wouldn't be in the position I am today had I not had access to mental health resources. And that's why I'm working incredibly hard uh, to move my county in the direction of vastly expanding mental health and behavioral health um, services countywide. Um, as a nation, we are failing when it comes to the amount of individuals uh, and access to mental health services. We truly are behind and we need to really press all of our local leaders on expanding that. And that's one of the reasons why when it comes to the American Rescue uh, Plan Act's uh, dollars that are coming into Cook County, one of the chief things I'm pushing for is expanding mental and behavioral health uh, services here in Cook County. I, I agree with you. What are your, oh, well, you mentioned one of your hopes, which is um, like pushing that. So what are your hopes as commissioner moving forward? Yeah, and so uh, I, I definitely mentioned expanding mental health resources. That is key. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Cook County Jail is the largest mental health provider in the entire county. And in 
in the entire state of Illinois. And that is a statistic that I am working really hard to change. I've also, uh, one of the reasons why I ran, like I said, my mom is a small business owner. Um, you know, growing up in the small business, small business world, uh, you get uh, a knack for some of the issues that small businesses face. And so I'm working hard to try to do whatever I can to support our current small businesses. But I'm also trying to create a grant program that would support our next generation of entrepreneurs. So youth who might not have the means, but have uh, 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 the ideas and, and, you know, want to push forward and create a business, how do we assist them in creating jobs and growing our local economies? And so helping the next generation of entrepreneurs get on the ground um, and also working with the county as we, um, you know, we, for the past two and a half years have been looking at everything with an equity lens, uh, but I wanna make sure that's enhanced. I wanna make sure that when you come to Cook County, no matter where you come from, no matter your background, you're gonna be respected and you're gonna have access to services just like every other community member. Well, I think it's great. All the things that you're doing, I know it's great. And I know that it's the impactful need that we really do need in this world. My last question for you is how can people find you? Tell us your social media platforms and your website. Yeah, and so my website is Commissioner Kevin B as in Brian Morrison.org. Uh, and then on social media, you can find me at Twitter at KB Morrison, and then the number 15. So KB Morrison 15. Instagram, I'm at Commissioner K Morrison. And if you want to find me on Facebook as well, you can just search Commissioner. Kevin B. Morrison. Well, thank you, Commissioner Morrison. Thank you for everything that you're doing to create better communities and for inspiring our youth. Hey, Devin, thank you so much. You are an inspiration. What you've achieved at just 17 years old is incredible. Keep it up. And I can't wait to see uh, where you go as you move into your career. And for everyone who's supporting this great organization, thank you and keep up the great work. Thank you, Commissioner Morrison. And thank you for everyone listening. I hope to see you guys at future Race to Speak Up podcasts. If you have any questions about the Race to Speak Up podcast, feel free to contact me at racetospeakup at gmail.com. Make sure to follow at Race to Speak Up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for updates on future podcasts. And remember to join the Humanity Rising movement. Humanity Rising offers scholarships for students making a difference in the world through service. Visit www.humanityrising.org for more information. And ask yourself this question. How do you race to speak up? <laughs>